this one, 36. Hey guys, welcome to What's for Dinner. Uh, this is, I think it's episode 136, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's my guest. He's yeah. even on the intro part. That's a bonus. <laughs> um, that's my guest, Brandon Kent. You're going to hear our interview in a minute. Uh, Brandon's a piano player on the uh, with Hell the Moon on the Norwegian Getaway, which I'm on right now. We're in my cabin doing this right now. And uh, Brand, on the show we talked we talked a lot about uh, road life and piano players versus comedy. It's very, it was actually really interesting to uh, swap some stories mm-hmm. and to hear the similarities and differences. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then we talked a little bit about um, about motorcycles. Brandon is a big motorcycle guy. He's got tons of stories. We're only able to get to one of them yeah. this show, but yeah. maybe we'll do another one and he can tell some more. And uh, Skippy Green stops by, of course, and Brandon almost fucking shit himself. Oh, yeah, I, I lost it. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear. A uh, really fun episode. Um, and uh, for those of you interested in any future dates for me, because I know you are, because let's be honest, it's me. Um, I'm actually working the ship a lot next year. I'm doing four runs, so if you're a Norwegian cruiser, you might see me on that. Otherwise, i uh, got some gigs coming up in April around the West Coast area. You can go always go to the website to check it out. But enough of my rambling. Sit back, enjoy this episode of What's for Dinner with Brandon Kent. Bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Sibilance. 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 Is it sibilance or sibilance? Uh, I think it's sibilance. It's with the V? Think, uh, with a with a V. I'll I'll take it with a V. Okay. <laughs> All right. I for some reason I always thought it was sibilance. Sibilance. Like you're schizophrenic, you're sibyl. Sibyls. I don't know. <laughs> Do do musicians use that because that has all the sounds in it? Or oh, something? it's just so funny. It's just a uh, I I don't know. You know, there there was uh, someone in our band that started uh, started uh, doing that. So I was. Oh really? Yeah, because yeah. I've heard that like from uh, lo- like a lot of bands they use that word. Wasn't and you, it in a movie or something? Well, you know, it was um, it was it, Tom Hanks did it when uh, on Saturday Night Live when he was like he was uh, hosting and. It was the episode with Aerosmith, and he was on Wayne's World, and he was playing like Garth's cousin, who was a roadie for Aerosmith. So he said, "Yeah, all I got to do is grab the mic and go sibilance, sibilance, sibilance." <laughs> yeah, I think I think you get the whole spectrum. I mean, you know, when it comes to the uh, sound guy wanting to EQ or whatever the board, I guess he can get that uh, perfectly for you then. But uh, I don't know. I've I've never heard. I mean, I've never used it only for funny. Because it's like up, oh. <laughs> because it's so widely used. It's it's, it's what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Flip, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Yeah, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is um, cool. I'm I'm interviewing again from the Norwegian getaway, as you probably heard in the intro. And uh, I'm sitting here. This is really cool. Like um, back when I started working the ships uh, earlier this year in April. Um, yeah. I got to hang out with uh, some of the other entertainers, and uh, some of them uh, are piano players at Howl at the Moon. If you don't know what Howl at the Moon is, you're living under a rock. Uh, go look it up and go to a show. It's fantastic. And um, one of the uh, piano players and I just like really clicked, and we ended up, if you've been to my website, there's a video up there called The Ghost Rap, and it's basically an improvised uh rap I did about the movie Ghost and that was with Chris Hatfield that was with Chris Hatfield on beatbox and my guest Brandon Kent was on piano and that became like a thing that we did like at the end of my sets on the ship I bring Brandon up he's got his piano set up and we improvise songs with the audience and it's so much fucking fun so much fun and uh yeah and then Brandon and I have just become like good buddies yeah we have because of that and like so I said dude you got to do my podcast 
It's so cool to be on another tour with you too, man. I know, because, dude. I mean, wow, you know, I've I've been on the road and uh, doing my thing, and you know, I'm like looking through my contacts, you know, those twelve hour drives or whatever, and you're like, who could I talk to today? You know, and <laughs> and, uh, and I see flips, uh, flip right there, you know, flip Schultz, and I'm like, well, you know what, I'm gonna give him a call, and you know, and usually. Uh, Usually we're busy, you know, we're, we're yeah, playing we're, phone tag and stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no. We, we we missed each other right there in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, deja you know? vu. That was, that was crazy, right? I know, like by a week or something. By a week. Dude. Yeah. I was going I was going away from it, and you were coming into town. That's think, right. Uh, That's right. At the same time, so. You know, it's like insane. Like, uh, after talking to Brandon and uh, some of the other players, I realized that like dueling piano players and comedians were like cousins as far as biz- as far as the uh, entertainment business goes you know we're we go through the same shit we we're on the road driving sometimes for like i said 10 12 hours we're playing uh clubs we're dealing yeah. with unruly audiences we've got we've all got like our little tricks that we do on stage sometimes uh, you know the piano players have the songs they know we'll get them comedians have the jokes we know we'll get them or we have the standard lines we know we'll get them you know, the only difference is you're up there with a the piano and another player. We're up there, you know, with our sometimes with a, another performer, but usually by ourselves. Yeah. But it's like we're both kind of traveling the same kind of road, you know. We are. I mean, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to uh, bits and, and stuff, excuse me. <clears throat> um, yeah, when it comes to bits and different things, uh, uh, we, we are as piano players, uh, we uh, we work really good as a, as a community of piano players. I mean, there's. There's people that are always uh, uh, making new bits, and um, now, how, we, now how does that work? Do the bits get like passed around, or does? Yeah, yeah, they do. They uh, they get uh, they get passed around, and you know the basically a little fish becomes a whale. You know, it's like yeah. people just add to it, and uh, and that's what's great about it. Uh, you know, a new flavor to to a bit, or or someone that took a bit and uh, you, you know just said, hey, share it. You know, and and. Uh, a lot of piano players uh, like that, you know. They they like when you when you share their bit or when it goes across the uh, the whole spectrum of dueling pianos, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some bits. I mean, dueling pianos been around forever. Um, it's just that we've we were able to uh, um, really Americanize it. Um, did it not start it over in the states? It. I mean, it it did, but you know, it's been it's been it's been around since you know ancient times since. Uh, since the uh, the the piano has been the ancient you know, since, since the Egyptians. Well, like, you know, I I wouldn't say even even that. Pharaoh far. was yeah. a rolling stone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really uh, I I think it is like like it's been around since uh, you know Beethoven times. You know, really, really. You know, well, you know, you have you have sing along. You know, and people sing along with the piano anyway. So oh, it's always been around. It's just that. Uh, we we've made it into this rock style. Hey, let's uh, party mode, you know, and uh, and that's what's great about dueling pianos. It's uh, it's it's work. It works. Yo, totally. You know? And it works pretty much anywhere you you go. You, it works out in Europe. It's a little different crowd out there, but uh, but the America, you know, the U.S. just loves it. They Love, eat it oh, up. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just going back to the bits too. Like, what's interesting, um, and I found like really uh, fascinating. Like the one big difference between us is that. Like you said, you guys, you come up with bits, you share them, you, you enjoy when they get built on and when they get passed around. It's like a thing where it's comedy. It's the exact opposite. 
like our material is ours and if somebody does our material it's a cardinal sin and ah, right. you know they start getting blacklisted and it's like you you never do that mm. it's a, yeah. i think I, I i was thinking like i was talking to, was i talking to you or maybe um uh pete about it pete's one of the other players just that with uh dueling pianos you guys are up there and you know you're playing essentially you're playing covers yeah you know and yeah. so to add some kind of humor or bit to make the song more, you know, to change it up a little bit, make it different for the audience, whatever, you know, it's these bits and you guys are a communal, communal thing and everything when you're up there. Yeah. Whereas with comedy, the jokes come from a very personal place. They're our experiences, they're our lives, they're, they're our observations. So if somebody else is doing them, it's like, wait, you're taking credit for me. You're, yeah. you're you're taking like a part of me and passing it off as you, right? I think that's right. like the big difference is that comedy can be more comedy stand up is essentially more personal, right. whereas dueling pianos, you know, when you guys are just doing that, is more about the a partnership and it's a, partnership. a partnership too up Absolutely. on stage. You know, the other thing too, and and I'll, I'll add to that um, the partnership, uh, like you said, with comedy, it's it's your own bits you want to keep, and I get that, I totally get that um, because. That's your own life, you right. know, that you're talking about, and um, and as for a piano player doing their uh, bits or whatever uh, that's up there on stage, uh, if if it's a, a song or even a roast uh, for somebody, um, you know, I'll give you an example of a roast. Okay. Um, I did. Uh, it's called the '69 song, and uh, it's it's pretty funny. Um, and uh, you basically get two girls up there on stage. I like where this them, is going. Yeah, you know, you sit them on your your or, or your piano uh, I, <laughs> on your organ. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and you just uh, you just roast them and and uh, and it, what's funny is uh, that I did this uh, I did this song uh, and across from me, my partner that was across from me, he was the one that uh, was one of the creators. Really, the song didn't even know it, and he came up to me. He's like, you know, I created that song. I was like. How did I do? <laughs> you know what, what do you what do you say? You know about that. So it, it's really definitely a. Um, um, so it all it, it gets floated around. It, like it does. That. It gets floated around, and and when you see, when you see the creator of it, it's like, oh my gosh, I hope I did okay. You know, did I screw it up, or what? You know, what is he thinking of? You know, and he just loved it. He's like, you know, I just appreciate you, you know, doing that bit because you know I I worked on it and and it's great that it's it's working you know and and he felt uh he felt happy i felt happy that he was happy i you know that was that was cool but uh yeah it is a partnership that's what dueling pianos is about a lot of people think dueling pianos it's like a sword fight up there but it really is not no no it's it's, it's a partnership yeah you know? no it's a party too yeah, yeah. Now, have you ever come up with a bit that's been passed around <laughs> you know uh <clears throat> yeah i i have uh what's the bit what's the bit the bits uh uh, before you start that fire, uh, I uh, <laughs> I did it as a a health class uh, uh, final uh, for a, a report that I had to do. <laughs> it was so crazy too, man. I uh, I had to uh, I had to finish college, and uh, my my parents were just like, "Listen, you gotta you have one more one more thing you have to do." And that's a health class. That's all I had to do. You know, I didn't want to take a health class. I took a racquetball class, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough credits. Yep. I had, it was like two credits. I needed three more to actually graduate. That's it for a BFA. And I'm like, 
what am I, why am I procrastinating on this? I mean, this is a stupid health class, you know? So it wasn't English. It wasn't anything else. It was a health class. Right. So I'm like, okay. Which so, are comics and musicians. Oh, that's not man. in our vocabulary. Health. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's three in the morning. Let's grab a pizza. Yeah. Let's get, uh, let's get a fifth of Jaeger. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. So, so we, so I went ahead. I, I took this class, uh, uh, University of Louisville, and um, when I was uh, living in Kentucky at the time, and and um, it was an online class, so uh, I could do it on the road, and I could get my degree and be done with it. So, this uh, before you start the fire, <laughs> did a uh, well, you know, when you start the fire, Billy Joel, I took that song and um, and uh, I I created a bit out of it. So, a long story longer, really, uh, it was. It was my health class professor that uh, I was late submitting in a. Um, uh, so I had to, I had to do something health wise, and uh, and my uh, my colleagues that uh, were part of the group never got in communication with me. So my my professor was like, "Listen, I'll give you a a subject, and you're going to have to write about it." And, and so I, I was like, okay, sure. What, what's the subject? And, you know, I'm so excited that he was going to give me some. So yeah, no kidding. It was, uh, he gave me the subject of condoms and spermicide foam. Okay. <laughs> and, and of course I'm, I'm like dumbfounded. Like, what am I going to do about this? You know, I have to write a paper about this, you know, like that's the last thing I want to do. So I asked him, uh, I asked my professor, uh, Richard Fee is his name too. He's he's a pretty cool guy. I've, I'm still in contact with him oh, cool. through Facebook, you know. Uh, but uh, I asked him. I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, wh- can I do a song out of this? Can I? Can I? You know, he's like, I've never had a student do a song out of this, but sure, you know. But you have to have a target audience and blah blah blah. So I did. I I had a I had a target audience of 18 to 24 years of age. <laughs> I uh, I had to. Um, do some sort of bullshit saying, Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that target audience. And I'm doing this because, uh, I want them to be aware of all the slang terms of what condoms are and all the slang terms of what spermicide foam, you know, you know, that that exact thing. So, so I went ahead and I did this song before you start that fire. And, uh, (laughs) and so it's basically all the slang terms of condoms and spermicide foam and it, it's just funny. It works. And um, I basically woke up in the morning. It was 5.30 in the morning, man. I, I woke up at 5.30 in the morning, and I wrote it down. I, I Googled some, some stuff up, and then I made it work. And I, I basically just um, wrote this song in like 10 minutes. The and day it was due? It day, well, actually, the day that it was due is, was about a week, and I was freaking out about it. And I'm like, what am I going to do? it? Am I going to do it on like a journey tune or am I going to do it on a queen tune? What am I going to do this on? And Billy Joel came out of the water and, you know, when you start the fire. And then so I, I just said, before you start that fire. And it, it's just funny. So And it caught on? It you, caught on. And um, so what, so you did it like at a at a dueling show? I did. Uh, the first dueling show I did it in was Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, it was a place called the Blue Moon out there. And uh you know, I I tried it for the first time out there, and and it went over so well. People were laughing; they were laughing their asses off. It was great, and uh, really, the bit was 
it's not really a bit. It's just a bunch of, you know, it's a song that I just kind of recreated, mm-hmm. you know, as a, oh, some, Are, some, would you be able to do it on the ship is, or is it too dirty? You know, I did it on the ship. Did you really? I did. I did it on the ship and people laughed. They were laughing about it, you know, and, and the chorus, the chorus line, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, give, give, give me like a, a sample. Okay. Uh, so before you start the fire, make sure your unit is strapped before your shaft is whacked. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the, it's, you know, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I have it written down, and so I I don't forget it. Of course, you know gotcha. I don't know why I don't do it more. You know, yeah, it sounds but, funny. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like um, the spermicide foam is like shower baby pee pee juice sponge bag man juice milk man man ranch jelly fresh and crab ragoon. You know, it just keeps on going. <laughs> crab ragoon. Yeah, crab ragoon was one of the. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and, you know, just so, crab ragoon. Crab ragoon, yeah. <laughs> so, I I just I, you know, it, it's all the slang. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Thank thank you, for Urban Dictionary. So. You kids today with the internet. Back in my <laughs> day, we had to look up words. For the, for the Encyclopedia. Crab what? <laughs> so Fucking yeah, kid. it's crazy. Oh, that's cool though, man. That that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like a, so, it's it's fun, man. It's fun. Uh, just like. Hearing the similarities between like yeah the slim- the similarities between comedies and uh, comics and and uh, dueling pianos it's uh, it's amazing it, it works hand in hand and um, you know even going back to the Des Moines Iowa thing gosh uh, there's a um, <laughs> right across the street uh, what is that place called the uh, never worked Des Moines. oh okay is I, it Funny Bone Funny Bone I thought yeah so I know there was, was a Des Moines f- Funny Bone yeah so you know after uh, after the funny bone is, is closed, you know, there is a, uh, a big, just a massive amount of people that come in and, uh, and they're just, um, they're just wanting more, you know, so it so works they really come over to dueling. Yeah. yeah that, they come over to dueling is right. That's know? what, um, when I worked in Miami at the, uh, um, uh, Miami improv, oh, yeah. there used to be a howl, like not directly next to the club, but in like the area next to the clubs like a block away oh yeah so after the show almost every night i would go over to that howl and just hang out there and like a lot of people from the club would go there too it is it's like the best after hours place for a party you know nice yeah yeah it's really cool another place in uh addison texas there was a i'm not sure if it was a howl but it was a dueling like right next to the comedy club and like across the hall Pretty much. Thinking if if it was Pete's or uh, uh, maybe Ernie Ernie Biggs or something. I don't know. There's some, there's, there's a few franchises out there, you know, uh, like Howl. Uh, but um, now they're they're the Howl's the main one. But you said now, now Howl's becoming more just a cover band place, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, they That's so you know stupid. they yeah it is it is I I, I don't uh, I don't get it. You know they they're they're wanting to change up their uh, their whole thing. You know, and um, I worked for Howl at the Moon for only. three three months and I was I was on the road too and it was just um it was just a little bit um overkill because I was working about five six nights sometimes a week and I I just couldn't do it vocally you know it just was uh just a little bit too much and so I uh I stopped uh Howl at the Moon and then I went right into uh just doing the um the land gigs you know going across uh cross country more or less and um tons of airports tons of rental oh god you know know how it is yeah you know and uh 
and so just doing that and uh, sleeping in vans and <laughs> you know, just going across. And uh, you ever have to sleep in an airport? Yeah, yeah. I did that a few times. Oh, that's oh, fun. Pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. It is I, literally. You know. I, so oh yeah, just, yeah. I so did that in. Uh, I got. I got stuck in. Um, oh fuck. Uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the uh, the town. It was someplace in the northwest. Um, big airport. Yeah, big airport. I it wasn't remember. Detroit or something. No, 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 more west. I remember it was further west. It was like, uh, it'll it'll come to me later. Yeah. But like I missed a, missed the connection because of the delay, so I had to wait nine hours and wow. stay at the airport. And I remember I'm just roaming around. I'm exhausted, and I find like this little you know where they have the cubicles for computers. Oh right. And I shit you not, on the ground was a pillow. Just like not a little airport pillow, like a regular pillow. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh fuck, thank you God. <laughs> yeah. I took out a T-shirt, I wrapped my shirt around the pillow because God knows where it was been, where it yeah, been. Right. And I, it's not like I slept well or even at all that much, but I got a little bit of sleep, and it definitely helped to have it. But it's like, what a fucking coincidence! That yeah, a, a pillow, pillow sitting in the middle of the airport like yeah. that. Just yeah. That's that's like gold. It is, especially if you have a nine-hour layover oh, or something. Oh my pain. gosh, it was such Hate a that fucking pain in the ass, man. <laughs> totally hear you there. The, I had, I I totally I totally get it with even vans. You know, like I had those cargo vans. Mm-hmm. I take my my equipment across. You know, like I had a twenty-two hour drive, dude. Twenty-two, 22 hours? hours. It was uh, it was in Bowman, North Dakota, man, and uh, just right there. That? Yeah, I I went well. I went across. Yeah, I went across. Uh, it was on the East Coast and uh, traveled all the way across. And uh, it was. Uh, Where'd you have to go to? I had to go to uh, Bowman, North Dakota. No, where were you coming? Or then where were you? Oh, coming, coming from? from it was. Uh, uh, I think it was Louisville, Kentucky. I was I was coming from. Oh or, wow! It could have been. Yeah, it was around there. Was it Knoxville? But yeah, yeah, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was a cargo van that I had to take and. Oh man, it was the longest drive ever. And, and it was uh, just you. It was just me uh, going there straight. So you know, I went up to Minneapolis or something and spent the night up there. Locked my van. You know, I locked the keys. Yeah. While the van was running, of course. Of course. So I, you know, I had to thank God for AAA. You know, and oh, so shit. yeah, you know, it was just like, geez, man. So uh, so I got there. I did uh, did that party for a bunch of ranch hands and. It, it was a lot of fun. Two hours. That was the only performance. Two hours long uh, for a 22-hour drive one way. And, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. You, you know? guys are fucking warriors. Oh, man. We, we go across, you know, just like, here we go. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, with comics, we don't have gear. You know, yeah. I, I could literally have a smart car and be <laughs> fine. Just throw my bag and some merch Get a mic. Good. Get a microphone or uh, usually, that, that I mean, be... I, 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 you could see I have mics with me in yeah. case I need them. But like, sure. Generally, all I do, you know, we just get there. There's at least a mic and a sound <laughs> system, and I use that term loosely sometimes. Set up and <laughs> yeah. sometimes the stage, sometimes just an open part of the floor. But that's all. But like you guys, you carry your board. Yeah. You essentially have you br- lighting, usually bring drapes, your, pole. We got, you, oh, you got all of that. Got everything. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean. Uh, yeah, so, but but when you're flying, you're not bringing all that, are no, you? No, I'm not. Uh, usually, uh, you know, usually they'll have like a sound company or something. They'll have like um, equipment already there, you know. And you know, again, like you said, loosely, you know, with uh, sound gear, it's like, yeah. oh, geez, you've got to be very specific of what kind of sound gear you're looking for. And it's still, it's not right, right? You know, but uh, but usually, 
usually for like uh, corporate events and stuff, uh, um, I I usually like to bring my own stuff because I, I when I use when I use dueling pianos, okay, it has two baby grand pianos up there. Well, you're not going to be hauling baby grand pianos yeah. across the states. I mean, they're so freaking heavy. So um, we use shells. We actually essentially um, use uh, either. Uh, pianos that were baby grands at one time and you strip them out uh, you take all the strings out you take the board out and everything and you just have a shell and you put a uh, electronic keyboard in there so you don't have to tune it and it looks like two baby grand pianos up yeah, there yeah absolutely um i i have actually uh um had my you know my uh, my piano shells uh were built uh all uh all done actually uh uh scott slosher uh, was one of the builders of the uh, Scotty? Yeah. Uh, well, are you kidding, Scott? Yeah, Scotty, you know Scott? man. Yeah, Scott Slosher. I have yeah. no idea. What that yeah, is. <laughs> no idea. He's a uh, he's uh, actually um, in the family, and uh, he uh, he helped me uh, build these boards, and I told him exactly what what the specs needed to be and everything. That's cool. And and, and they uh, can, and they like come apart easily, right? So they you come can apart so easily. Pack them up and everything. One person can take it apart and uh, haul it off, and uh, it's about forty pounds. They're not that heavy, but uh, you can stand on them. You can sit on them. It's, it's kind of nice. That's so, cool. uh, you know, that way you can put a smoke machine in it. <laughs> and uh, so when you do, like, Great Balls of Fire or something, it's great visual effect having oh, smoke. It, why don't you guys have that on the... Uh, oh, you know, fire hazards or whatever they, oh. they have on these boats. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. These that. ships, they're, they're, oh, they're so Do you sprigid. like ship life? You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a ship life, you know. It's a different life. It's uh, like a glorified dorm, it you know. It really is. It like, really is. It's like college all over again. It is. It's it's insane because <laughs> like uh, this is my longest contract so far. The longest we can ever do on the ship is uh, four weeks. Yeah. So I was thinking about it last night because like usually, because um, our uh, to those listening, our week just kind of restarted a couple days ago, and uh, at that point I'd only been on for two weeks, and usually that's when I would get off the ship. So now I'm like, okay, so so the so I was thinking like, okay, the first week it's like great. It feels like it's a vacation. For me, anyway, and it's like I get to perform like, you know, seven times a week and they're fun crowds yeah. and I get to do that. And then the second week, it's like, oh, this is still fun. It feels like it feels like camp. It feels like I got my now I got my friends and I know where everything is, you know, and like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like I'm looking forward to this because I know it's going to happen as far as shows or ports or, you know, watching the shows on the ship. So now in the third week, it's like, OK, now this is this is kind of like it's fallen into its place. It's a little more routine. It's a little still fun, but it's like that that novelty of it is kind of wearing off a little bit. You know, it's like yeah. okay, this is now kind of l- normal. Yeah. And then I'm on for another week, and I think by then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready to uh, to bon voyage. I you know I need to get my my land legs back. So I think for a comic, it's a perfect. Uh, perfect amount of time but sometimes you're on for like three months yeah i on mean one uh, ship. It, it's uh it's great that way though like um like i'm on at the most eight weeks actually so oh, okay. about so two, two months. months yeah um i'll be on a, a ship for eight weeks and then i'll, I'll transfer to a different uh, ship and um that's great because uh another whole n- different ship it's a whole nother flavor yeah and um all new people it gives you that spark back and uh Eight weeks for me is, um, it's just long enough, you know. I mean, I, I'm i booked solid on these ships, <sighs> man, for this whole year, um, you know. But it's 
three different ships that I'll be on, uh, and I'll be bouncing from one ship to the next. And uh, I'll be up in New York a lot, uh, so cool. uh, on the breakaway there. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm taking uh, the other ship, which is the Epic. I'll be taking it across the transatlantic into Europe, and I'll be doing a European tour. Uh, for now about is that is that trickier because you have people who don't speak English? Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, you get that everywhere because it is a a cruise destination and and it's yeah but when you're coming up coming out of a port in the states it's usually like it's definitely the, the odds are as smaller that you're going to have more non-speaking than right. non-english speaking than english speaking passengers you're you're exactly right i mean it's yeah you got uh the european crowd is definitely uh <laughs> it's it's harder you know it's uh you don't get applause for Everything, you know, yeah. it's just they it's stare like at you. Friends and in low places, just like we don't get it. But if you play 99 Luft Balloons, oh, we love Nina. They love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nina. exactly. Falco, U2. play Falco. Oh, you know, the, the bands, U2 or, or Coldplay or uh, those those bands, they, they go well, you know. Um, uh, Dave Matthews, it's it's all right, you know. Um, but like standard ones that would kill over here? Or? Oh, kill over here. They just don't kill over in Europe as much or they're just not as popular. So, you, yeah, you got to see your demographic and different things. Yeah. Know, yeah, I know that's it's it's what it is. But and, and that's that's the cool thing about Europe. It keeps you on your toes. You know, you're just, yeah. you're um, you, you become a better performer. I could see that. Definitely. And, and yeah, because you're like you're really having to work, you know, harder uh, because uh Americans, she's oh, Americans uh, suck. It, Fuck us, man. It's, Fuck it's us so Americans. easy. You guys are too easy. I know. You know. <laughs> I know. I could, they like, they I just could, laugh about anything. You I know? can't tell you how many times, like uh, when you guys, what, what's the song? Oh, Piano Man. When you go to Piano Man, just oh, like the, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's like it feels like as a comic, just going, uh, "Hey, give it up for the military," just getting that initial yeah. easy applause right there. <laughs> yeah. Not that, not that we don't appreciate the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. But, yeah, it's, I can imagine, like, um, in Europe, those same tricks are just not as... Yeah, they don't go over very well. It's yeah. like a fart in church or something, you know? It's like, oh, did I do that right? And, and, then, and then people will... S- it, they'll, they'll snicker, you know, or whatever, you know, like, ha, oh, ha, you know? <laughs> and, and it's like, is that, is that true? Is that a true laugh? Or is that, oh, that's a European laugh, you know? It's just <laughs> like, okay, I get it, you know? And... And that's uh, that's funny, you know. It's it's what it is, and and uh, and I just uh, you just gotta take it as as it is. As it is, yeah. But I was gonna say, why is it always it goes over like a fart in church? <laughs> How come it's like that religiously biased? Why can't it be? Oh, it went over like a queef in synagogue. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like uh, or that went over like a cum shot in a mosque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, I think because it echoes, you know, the church uh, reverb. What, you it's don't like, think synagogues have like, good good reverb? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. queef. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of air. That is so <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Oh, that's Excuse funny. Me. That's so funny. Yeah, th- that's what I love about hanging out with Brandon. Yeah. Also, Brandon. Um, <laughs> so many me, things you, I want to say. It's so funny. What, what do you want to say? <laughs> oh, it's, I, oh, let's see. Talk about queefing. Oh, bend her over. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> you know, oh, Allison, uh, she has that song to the tune of um, I Saw the Sign. Oh, yes. She has a song, I Queefed in His Eye. 
I queefed, I queefed in, his in, eye. in his eye. My vag let out a sigh. Queefed in his eye. That fucking happened with too much booty tapping. Queefed. Yeah. I got to so have So proud of my wife. That's so great. That's so great. That's the other thing. Like, Brandon uh, Brandon gets the, some pussy. Because yeah, musicians always get more pussy than comics. Unless as, com- as much as I can. You it's, do. It's, it's hard. It's hard sometimes, you know. Keep I mean, I'm 35 now, pussy. so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a, like Brandon and I, we were, um, well, th- this is not quite. Well, I'm glad I still have my mojo. I mean, geez, Are, dude, you, know. you you've got you've got you, you don't have Mojo, you have more Joe, you have more, more Joe. Joe than anybody I know. <laughs> so, like last night, we're walking um, to do the show, and one of the girls on board who's really cute, great, you know, arthritis. Well, she had, a, she had, yeah, she had a, a huge rack on her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, and uh, she's just like, hey, and just jumping on you, and I'm like standing right there, and and at one point he goes, hey, have you met Flip? And she goes, no. And then she turns right back to you. Like, <laughs> what is she, a Romanian or something? Romania? I, it's like, Excuse me. Oh, that's all right. I think she was. Yeah, I think yeah. she's from Romania. But yeah. uh, No names. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like it's, and that's just, then when you're up there, dude, you see all the women just like, oh my God, he's cute and he's a musician and he's <laughs> funny. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's what? Okay, what? Could you, like, I, oh, damn it, we're so. Uh, we're gonna go a little longer than that's I usually all right. go that's because Brand. Because here's the thing: like, like, um, I've, I learned about Brand on this trip. I feel privileged. You feel privileged? Yeah, that we're going longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do this for everybody, but for you, my friend. <laughs> all right, Skippy. Uh, oh, yeah. he'll be coming by in a minute. <laughs> um, no, I got that meeting in fucking twenty minutes. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I found out this trip that Brandon's also like a, a, a big motorcycle rider, oh, or yeah. he was, and. Yeah. You just you got to tell me the oh, tell the story about the beeline. Oh boy, the beeline, Ebor City. This is in Florida. This in, is uh, in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Oh man, this is when I was in my early twenties. Uh, actually, I think I just turned twenty. Uh, in fact, because uh, I I was uh, I was like eighteen, maybe just turning nineteen when I got my first motorcycle. And okay. you know, of course, you want to have a motorcycle. Every parent wants the kid <laughs> to have a motorcycle at nineteen years old. So yeah, the Beeline. I uh, I had a um, it was a Honda CBR nine two nine. It was a pretty uh, pretty hefty uh, crotch rocket, and um, and so uh, these these devil bikes I call them, I guess. Uh, they they just let you uh, go faster than any supercar out there, you know, and um, and very quickly. So uh, we went from Ebor City to Orlando, and uh, we made it on the B line, um, you know, which normally takes a car what two hours almost. Yeah, yeah like about two hours, two maybe hours. two and a half. Yeah, we did it in forty minutes. Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we and and it was it was just like what 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 are we doing? You know, and we didn't care. You know, at the time we were just like, yeah, let's do this. You know, <laughs> we we just want to get back home quick. You know, so uh, there there were there were guys that were going faster than me and. I mean, what were you pushing it at? We were, oh gosh, man, oh man. We we well, we pushed. I pushed my bike as fast as it could go, and the the digital tack said one eight eighty six, and uh, and so yeah, one eighty six was the fastest I got my bike, and uh, and there was a, a motorcycle. It was called a Hayabusa, um, yeah, Suzuki. This guy had his thing tech. It was it's completely. He had his done up. He had a, a limiter off of it, and you know, which makes the bike stop at a certain speed. It just could go and go and go, and um, 
and he actually slowed down next to me <laughs> at that speed. Yeah. And and I like you could see his brakes. You know, I, I was going that speed. I'm just like focused, you know, and I see him and I see his front forks just kind of bow down, you know, a little bit. That means that he was slowing down <laughs> from whatever speed he was going to to keep up with my 186. And uh, and then he just uh, we were chatting. Uh, we have these things called chatter boxes and they're uh, these little uh, devices that are on your helmet that you can talk and communicate with other motorcyclists uh, like a CB radio in mm -hmm. a way, but they have their own channels. So uh, he was like, well, it's nice riding with you. I'll talk to you soon, you know, and he just, he just let it go and he slowly just drifted off, you Jeez. know. And, and are there other cars on the D-line at this point? You know, we were doing this at uh, three in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was uh, three in the morning. And, uh, and so, yeah, there was no cars. Um, you know, there were a few cars. Uh, that were passing, but these cars, you know, I felt bad for the cars because you saw the cars. I wasn't the 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 last motorcycle, but I wasn't the first one. I was like in the middle. Okay. But there were cars that were with their flashers on, and they were pulling off on the side of the road. <laughs> Just to get the fuck out of here. That's way. how fast we were going. So, like, up ahead you saw flashers, and then people were just getting off the side because they were so scared. <laughs> it was so crazy man and and it was like okay i get it you know but you know even oh gosh mom and dad i'm sorry about this but i'm just gonna say it i don't care you know but uh yeah we were going through the uh tolls at like 160 mile an hour you know they didn't have the they didn't have the drop bars the, the you know? toll like uh, and we were just flying oh yeah and then there was a chopper and all this stuff but you know we got chased by a police chopper and you got chased i uh, you know it, that that was so bad it was so stupid of us you know i mean now it, now we look at it we just laugh at it you know but it's like yeah we know that the chopper can only go 130 mile an hour that's that's what we know and uh <laughs> but you know the radio is so much faster so we could see the the cops they were just up ahead of us and they they just had their siren things on but they weren't pulling us over they weren't trying to chase us uh they were just like saying hey slow down you know <laughs> we were, <laughs> but you know we just fuck kept that. yeah just fuck it you know <laughs> and we and when i got back home i was so scared i remember being in the shower thinking is there going to be a cop pulling me out of my shower you know i was that was how scared i was you know after i was like that was so stupid you know and i didn't ride my bike for a week you know i had my friends take me to work because i was so f uh, scared that you know they saw my bike and and you know that, yeah it was a crazy oh, would have been but there's my I, biking days you know. telling you, after hearing all these stories I, i'm not cool enough to hang out with you <laughs> oh shoot man i'm like well i once got banned from a mall oh my so gosh that's my big uh badass thing i mean it's fun i mean i, I raced the motorcycle we we raced <laughs> it, it was it was great times i mean uh Raced on the Daytona Speedway, man. Oh, you know insane. that was that was a fun time, but I couldn't keep up. I mean, I was an amateur driver just trying to, you know, just have fun on a on a course. You know that, just getting around on these turns and just going fast speed, and it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, so. that's awesome, dude. This is good times too. Okay, it's great so, times, man. I know we're probably over. Yeah, because <laughs> I got to do this thing. But real quick before we go, two things. Number yeah. one. This is a little part of the show called The Skippy Green Show. Oh, yeah. Skippy Green Show. I like this. It's The Skippy Green Show.
Brendan Ken, holy shit, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. Oh my god, pretty the good, last, Skivvy. Last time I saw you, remember we were uh, we were tag teaming that that Korean Siamese twins. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. You remember sweet and sour? Yeah, remember those chicks? <laughs> sweet oh, and my, sour. Yeah. I I think I had the sour, so I switched you. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted more sweet. Oh, I understand. I know I was a little too taut from that sweet niz of hers that I wanted some a little sour. <laughs> All right, Brandonian, here's how this goes. I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. yes. you got to answer the question uh-huh. in 10 words exactly. 10 words. Okay. Not right. 11, not 9, 10 words ten exactly. Words. Okay. Okay? It's got to make sense. All right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be ready. Here we go. <laughs> All right. You can put that down. See? Okay. And I'll, oh, I'll give you the mic. Here we go. If you could fuck. Any chick going 186 miles on a motorcycle, what chick would it be and why? Ten words. She would have to have. Remember, you got to count the words. Use your words sparingly. Who would it be and why? So, question. Names, right? Hence the uh, definition of who would it be. Okay, who would it be? All right. It would be Hallie. Um. Oh gosh, wait. That's four words. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> There's my ten words. <laughs> um. Well, you know what? I. Gosh. I can't do, do it. Do you, you want to? I can't do it. That's the challenge, motherfucker. You get on the show. This is what you got to do. Man, if I. Okay. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Uh, All right. I'll make it. I'll make it simpler. Okay. God, you're actually stressing about I'm this. Stressing it's a goddamn this. joke. If. <laughs> If you could fuck, I'll, I'll make it limited. If you could fuck any chick on the back of a motorcycle, who would it be and why? Holly. Why? Um, let's see here. The thrill of pussy on a. Oh my gosh, I'm on seven. Um, horsepower, smell of gas. I know that's 11. I'm going to let that slide or else there's going to be blood coming out of your ears. Holy shit. It's the Skippy Green Show. Yeah, that was, that was like, uh, I, you know, I want to say so much, you know. It's okay. Yes. Dude, thanks so much for oh, doing this. Oh, it was this, awesome, man. man. So much fun. This was great. This um, was great. Do you have a website? I do. Um, it's BrandonKentPiano.com. Excellent. And uh, it's not even, um, I haven't even looked at it or updated it in a year. Well, what so. a pitch. Go yeah. see BrandonKentPiano.com. <laughs> and um, if, you, if you're a Norwegian cruiser, you're probably going to catch one of Brandon's shows at the House uh, Club. Definitely catch that. Um, guys, you know where to find me. FlipIsFunny.com, at FlipSchultz on Twitter. And I'm still going to plug this until probably like next month. I got a new CD, Welcome to Elbow, available on my website, iTunes, Amazon, and cdbaby.com. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. It was a fun one. We'll see you next week. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking about what's ever on their minds